This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Rachel Norton and Samuel Jones. Hey, Together Friends and Family, welcome back to your favorite marriage podcast. This is Rachel Norton. I'm sitting here with our friend Samuel Jones. Samuel, it's been way too long. Yes, it has. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we have a great show planned for you today. And whether this is your first or second time listening, or if you've caught every single episode, um, you're not going to want to miss what we're going to cover today. We're actually sitting down with a couple who's not been a couple for as long as probably any other, like you haven't been married that long (laughs) and uh, like you've been married less years than probably any other couple um, that we've met with. Uh, I could be wrong on that. We might have one or two. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. What to say on that? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I just wanted to let you know I'm here on my birthday and this is a great way to share my birthday. This is awesome. So, so, so Rachel, do you have any amazing, magnificent, superb plans for your birthday shenanigans? Well, I love hanging out with the peoples, Samuel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I like a day at home really wasn't my birthday dream. So I had a great lunch meeting with somebody today. <laughs> nice. I'm sitting down with you friends and then we're going to gather with a bunch of mentors tonight at oh, someone's yeah. house. And so that's just a really special way that's to get awesome. to share a day. I do want to warn you and the listeners. Our previous guest brought chocolate in, and I just ate it oh. before this episode, so I might be a little high energy. <laughs> no, it's kind of fun. That's all right. <laughs> kind of fun, but really um, super excited to sit down. Who do we have with us yes. today, Samuel? Yes, so today we have Mordecai and Ray, and not Rachel, Mordecai <laughs> and Amanda. Look at my script. And uh, Mordecai and Amanda are an amazing couple that we're going to get a chance to, for our listeners to hear, hear their story, and... Uh, uh, without further ado, Mordecai, Amanda, welcome. Thank to you together. so Thank much. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, we like to just kind of, you know, not necessarily play this game, but just get a chance to understand a little bit about, you know, your story and such. And so just maybe, uh, and maybe Mordecai will have you start off. Just tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourselves. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited. Uh, Mordecai and Jiroge, I'm sure that last time uh-huh. if he was here, you guys would not yeah. be able to pronounce <laughs> it. Just say it again. How do you Jiroge. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and you're probably wondering where I'm from. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. That's mm-hmm. where I was born. But I grew up a large part of my life in Botswana. Aha, uh-huh, Botswana. Um, yeah, before going back to Kenya and coming back to the U.S. I work at Cornerstone University. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, the director of campus ministry there. And I love working with uh, college students as uh, they're having this pivotal time in college. It's a fun group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good group. <laughs> and Mordecai, I could tell right away you were not from West Michigan originally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the yeah. accent gives it away oh, most sure. of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I came to America, it was very, very hard to order things through their driveway because mm. back home then we didn't have their driveway ordering so the first time i went to mcdonald's i tried to order through the window and they could not understand my oh, accent wow. Oh, wow. yeah so i gave up so till today i have this phobia for ordering so when we go to the restaurant my wife's orders for me <laughs> so if it's a drive-thru i'll be in the sun okay yeah because awesome. i say water you say uh-huh. water. Mm. Water yeah. and water. Cheeseburger. Yeah. And right. I, you guys say cheeseburger. 
Yes, we do. Well, well, you know what? There's there's this thing, too, like East Coast, West Coast, Mm -hmm. South, like even in America where we have these different dialects that are playing roles. So, yeah. Shame on McDonald's, you know. Right, right. Uh, Amanda, how about yourself? Yeah, so I grew up on the east side of the state in Rochester Hills area. And after high school, I went to community college for a little bit. And then I felt the the nudge to go. And I wasn't sure where I was supposed to go. Mm. But I was a part of a small group that suggested doing a gap year program. And so I did a mission trip for a year and went to California and a couple countries in Africa. And then when I came home, I still wanted that small community feel. So I ended up attending Cornerstone in Grand Rapids and studying nonprofit administration, which mm-hmm. is what I do now. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously you all, you know, uh, both uh, this this register with Cornerstone in the West Michigan area, being from Nairobi, Kenya, Botswana area, Rochester Hills, <laughs> east side of the state, mm-hmm. Michigan. Um, tell me, like, how did y'all meet? Like, how did you even get a chance to to connect? <laughs> and it would seem that yeah. happened at Cornerstone because yeah. there's a lot of commonality yeah. in your story, but yeah, interesting yeah, to hear so this. So the, the short version is we met in a principles of leadership class, but I think we should uh, explain the long version today, which is fun. Uh, the first day of class, the professor had us dis- uh, bring a song to class that described yourself, and that was the way to open up and introduce yourself to the class. And I remember Mordecai decided to share a Kenyan song, and he said that this is a popular song right now where he's from. And so I decided to write down the song title and get to know it, dance to it a little bit in my dorm. (laughs) And then a few weeks later, I decided to approach him and just let him know that I listened to the song. Uh, I don't think I even remembered his name, but I remembered where he sat. So after class, I found him and then... From there, he was wondering, why is this American interested in Afrobeats? <laughs> uh, okay. And then Mordecai, you want to explain yeah, from there? So I, was, I was puzzled. Um, anytime I meet an American who's very interested in learning other cultures, I, something in me just comes alive. And so uh, when she came, she was interested. I was curious why she was interested, and she told me she had spent some time in Africa. Uh-huh. So yeah. immediately I told her, let's, uh, because we were leaving class, I was like, let's grab dinner on Friday at the cafeteria. Most people who know me, they know this drill. <laughs> Anytime I get intrigued by someone's, let's have coffee, let's have lunch. Okay. So <laughs> we met uh, that Friday. So this Friday. wasn't like an obvious date or anything? No, it wasn't. It was an just obvious like, let's date. grab coffee. Yeah, it yeah. was. Let's let's grab dinner at the cafeteria, <laughs> and the dinner was which was meant for thirty minutes. One hour turned out to be two hours. Gotcha, uh, that's yeah. amazing. Nice. Yeah. So, if you think about that first date, what kind of are some unique things that you kind of found about each other, or even that you found about just found about yourself in that space of dating? Yeah, I I, I think appreciation for different cultures. Mm-hmm. That was one uh, common thing that we found because she loved anything African. Mm. And we talked about music from West Africa to South Africa to East Africa. (laughs) And I work, I I love international students. I work also with international students. I love people from Philippines, wherever. And so just appreciating all these different kind of cultures, that's the one thing that brought us together. That's why we had dinner that day. (laughs) Well, and you had that in common. Yeah, we had that in common. Uh Now you had a little, before you came to America, you had some interactions 
And so, Samu, you were yes. going to ask a little bit yeah. about, like, before coming to America yes. and meeting a whole bunch of people, Yes, um, people kind of coached you a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I came to America, this time living for a long time, I had come to America just visiting weeks, one week, two weeks. But this time around I was here, um, I had a few people who had won me against dating someone in America, mm. dating an American, uh, to be specific. Um, I had been told it was going to be hard to relate culturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to be hard uh, for an American to understand the African norms <laughs> because America is a is an individualistic culture. Mm-hmm. So it said, and in Africa is a very um, uh, uh, together. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a. Um, um, uh, what do you call like, it? Like family oriented. Yes, and, family oriented. Yeah. Communal. Uh, communal. Yeah. Yeah. communal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for an American to be able to interact with this kind of culture, it was going to be hard for me to be able to interact with them. It was going to be hard. In fact, I had one person when they realized that I was dating an American, they were shocked. And the one question they, were, they asked was, out of all the Africans, <laughs> you did not find one <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, so that's 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 the one thing that I was warned against. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But here we are. Wow. And so, Amanda, like this this interplay of um, because I don't know, did you have had you shared that story with Amanda? Just that the warnings and like Amanda, what was your take on like the warning or the idea that um, I don't know if you should date an American? (laughs) Like, what was your thought process about that? I knew that Mordecai was pretty open to different cultures and learning from one another. And so we had talked about families accepting each other. And I think that that was the priority. If our families were able to appreciate our relationship and we have their approval, then we'd be able to move forward. Okay. Now, yeah. did you cover this ground at that first conversation? Yes. Oh, come on. Not, not the very first <laughs> okay. one because okay. that was just oh, yeah. hanging yeah, out, yeah, getting right, to know each right. other. But <laughs> eventually we did have to open up that conversation uh-huh. pretty early on before yeah. we were officially mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. So, for me, for me, yeah. it was a deal breaker. Okay. For me, it was a deal breaker if her family did not accept me. Okay. So, I, I mean, after being warned, and after um, having these presuppositions about uh, black people in America, mm-hmm. although I had not experienced anything uh, here in America that would make me not want to be in America, uh, well, the one thing I knew going into any relationship, if her family did not appreciate me or love me or like me, then there was nothing that was going to happen. Even okay. if I loved her so much, if her family was not on board okay. for me, that was a right. deal breaker. <laughs> that was really important to both of you. So how did your families respond? Mm-hmm. You know, there was something developing. And I mean, you actually shared a fun story with me mm-hmm. <laughs> before. Like, <laughs> why don't you start? Yeah. So before we were officially boyfriend, girlfriend, he says that we were dating. I think we were getting to know each other. Uh-huh. But, um, I had came home from college for one of the breaks and my mom asked me, hey, something seems a little different about you. She said I I was trying to hold back my smiles and I kept (laughs) smiling, she said. And that's when I opened up and said, hey, I'm interested in this one guy. And she had a couple of questions about, oh, where does he want to live once he graduates? 
does he want to go back to Kenya, stay in America? Those sort of questions. Uh, because then I would be going along if we're married at that point. <laughs> so she had some questions about that, but very accepting. And so that was a huge, a huge win for us. But different factors are in the conversation right up front. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So how about Mordecai? Yes. When I went to meet her parents, I think one thing that I knew this is it was just her dad welcoming Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like stretching my hand and her dad was just like, come on and give me a hug. <laughs> and also mm-hmm. her mom. Um, and then later on, um, her sisters, she has two sisters who are now good friends of mine. So that was basically just, uh, this is it. Wow. She's the one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What was that experience like on, on the other side, uh, for you yeah. and for Amanda, uh, being embraced by your family? Yeah. So my family has grown, um, has traveled. Mm-hmm. They've interacted with different cultures. So from Kenya to Botswana, South Africa. Um, and so for them, being in different culture is not a new thing. And so they've always been supportive of anything I do and supportive of who I bring to the table. So by the time I told them I'm dating, they were like, ooh, who's this? Mm-hmm. And so when I told them it's Amanda, they were very much so welcoming to her before even they met her <laughs> and then we met her. So from my end, they were very welcoming to her. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. But they were far, far away. They were far so away. So how did you get to know them? <laughs> it was challenging for sure, but I officially met them in person for the first time a couple of weeks ago in Kenya. So we were able to travel there wow. yeah. and that wow. was incredible. Way better than connecting through WhatsApp. And it's, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Wow. So you got to know them virtually. Mm-hmm. Okay. All those years. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about when you started thinking in the direction of marriage. When did that become kind of clear? <laughs> yeah, we had discussed around two years of dating is what we were yeah. thinking. And then we would be okay with uh, pursuing marriage after that. Yeah, it was. Um, two years. That's a long time. Come on. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one detail I I forgot. So when um, after getting to know each other through music, and after going for a play, we went for a play, and that's when I began to realize, well, this might be something more. I asked her to be my girlfriend, and she told me, "Give me a month." Okay, go think two about weeks. It. I think it was two weeks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> collections yeah. here. So uh-huh. we met, <laughs> no, the, it was we met two weeks, and then she told me, "Give me a month to think about it." Okay, uh-huh. and so for a month, she went thinking about it, <laughs> and then after we met for coffee, I still remember that coffee shop in Rochester, where she said, "Okay, if we're gonna do this." hear a few things to consider. Oh my God, we need to hear what yes. those were. Well, there were, there, were, there were many things. Um, uh, where we're going to live. Where we're going to be, things uh, like that. Kids, um, yeah. sex, sex, we talked wow. about. Okay. We talked about it during topics. that coffee. It was major big topics. Okay. Uh, well, she had more topics on the table. She had a notebook. It's oh. a black notebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Amanda. Right. That's Amanda's who were gifted at planning. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, but for me, for me on my end, I didn't have as many. But one of the things that I had was if we were going to date, it has to be two years. And uh, I think from my end, I just thought culture wise. Sure. Um, uh, for me, it was she would have time to learn a bit about my culture. I know she had lived in Africa a little bit and I would have time to learn about her culture mm. and also get to know her family. Um, mm. So that was why we had the two years and we both were on the same page on that. 
Listen, that is that, that's such an <laughs> important part, though, yeah. right? Like in any relationship, you want to have time to consider, like, yes. how do we mesh now? How do we navigate that? And I say that generally, right? Yeah. You know, time and I think uh, Ron deals his slow heat or low heat, <laughs> you know, time and low heat when you're blending a family. And so, yeah. like, it sounds like that's something that was important to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are on this journey of marriage and you're carefully considering all the things that will make you mesh and all the things that will make you, you know, come together, a la the podcast name, Together. Um, (laughs) And and so as you're making these kind of these careful investments, what are some of the things that are on your journey uh, that you could tell our listeners that you end up doing to Mm -hmm. continue to go down the road of marriage? And I know you guys made a couple significant Mm -hmm. investments in your marriage before you got married. Mm -hmm. What are those things? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we got married at Ada Bible, and so (laughs) we had the opportunity to join the Marriage Start Group, a six-week course here at Ada Bible, and that was really awesome. We were able to join other couples who were engaged and then have a mentor couple lead the group. And it was fun to have conversations with them. They were all planning their weddings and trying to envision what their futures would look like. And mm-hmm. so to have that community with them was mm-hmm. a special time. Mm-hmm. Were there any particular topics or areas that really hit home for you all in that class? Yeah, we had a chance to do a uh, pre-marriage assessment. And so mm. each individual takes an assessment called the Symbus Save Your Marriage Before It Starts. Uh-huh. And then they end up merging the results together to see compatibility and also uh, going over different areas to consider within marriage. Mm. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. uh, in that class, I know, or the group, whatever you want to call it, uh, um, there are uh, some really interesting topics, right? Yeah, you all kind of talked about some of the ones that you named, like sex and money and yeah. roles, um, or maybe some of your key takeaways from from that uh, from that. And maybe if it's one or two that you like, yeah, this topic, this area <laughs> really spoke to us. Yeah. I would say something that was mentioned was how you define love. Mm. And during that test, the results came back that Mordecai defines love by acceptance and for me it was commitment Mm. and so being able to accept Mordecai for who he is just the way that he is and love him uh, for himself and all that he is is something that I've learned and then also resilience was a really interesting topic too how you handle issues that come your way uh, Mordecai yeah. could tend to be overly optimistic about things. Love that about you, Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I could uh. tend to be more unrealistic when it comes to mm. certain uh, solutions or decisions with issues. Mm. And so we really saw our, our difference through that and how we handle stress. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Anything? Yeah, there was also a, a part just about um, finance mm. as well. Just people. The, the, the test allows you to see who's the spender, who's the saver. Oh, okay. yeah, that's Things. a big one. <laughs> uh-huh. Things like that. Um, and really, the test is about uh, there was a part for well being. And um, I think under Simbis, they say the well being of each and every individual, when you mm. combine those, that's what makes. The, ma- the marriage healthy mm-hmm. so you gotta be individually healthy first um, not necessarily have to be but strive to be healthy and on an individual level then when you come together the well-being of the marriage is because of that so that stood out for me as well but I just love the symbols that we did it separately mm-hmm. but we came together to just figure out the compatibility and so that you're able 
Mm-hmm. Compat- compatibility. Compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. always joking about some words. We have some no. words that mm-hmm. uh, English and uh, accent, you can tell they're different, but it's funny. Account- uh, compatibility. Mm-hmm. So you do it separately and then they bring the results together to just see how you both can live but be able to solve certain hard topics and hard issues within marriage together. And I think that was very healthy and important for us as a young couple, Mm -hmm. cross-culturally preparing to get in this institution. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, and it kind of highlights how you're different. You said one saver, one spender, like what were the results? Who's the spender? Who's the saver? (laughs) (laughs) I was the saver. Okay. I'm the spender. Okay. We are very very different. Okay. I was going to say you're, you know, what other differences were just super evident yeah. in those results? Like, how are you different? Yeah, we, we are very different. I think my personality is mm. I'm the, 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 um, the sanguine, people person. Sanguine mm-hmm. people person okay. out there. In fact, when we started dating, um, I was very involved on campus. I was that guy who's always on stage in chapel teaching or when there's an event, I'm right there and she was just this transfer student who had just come in goes mm-hmm. to class quietly grabs food by the cafeteria and goes to the dorm locks the dorm just <laughs> uh, and so when we met I remember this was very clearly she was like I know you're involved on campus but please just do your thing just let me just okay. wow. so even when I was speaking in chapel you'd expect her to sit in front she was not she was sitting all the way to the back <laughs> Uh, I remember we dated for a semester without telling anyone. Mm-hmm. And when I told my friends, they were in utter shock. Wow. <laughs> they were in utter shock. And they wanted to know who this girl was. And I said, Amanda. This mysterious like, we, transfer we student. We have no idea who that mm-hmm. is. And they knew almost everyone around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm very sanguine in nature. She's very um, uh, quiet, mm-hmm. melancholic, uh, just... Uh, very uh, detailed. Uh, so that's the other part. I'm not very detailed. Um, the kind of visionary person. And then mm. she puts things into perspective. Wow. <laughs> she puts I, the details. I just think that's amazing <laughs> the way God puts people together. Yeah. Like, yeah. so beautifully compliment yeah. one another. Yeah. And I love that. You're like, but please don't expect me to be there in that mix all the time. Right? Yeah. So you guys made that investment before yeah. you got married in with the Ada Bible yeah. on Marriage Start. And shout out to the balls. Mm. Mike and Kim Ball, they yeah. were on the podcast before, and they were uh, the couple oh, that uh, led those your group, your right? Awesome. Yeah, yes. yeah, your mentor coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you made a different investment, though. What, yeah. what was that other one? Yes. Uh, so we thought, well, since we are cross cultural couple, how about we do a Kenyan counseling too? So mm. we we got a Kenyan counseling couple. They uh, the the lady runs marriage counseling. Um, her name is Cynthia. Uh, thank you, Cynthia and Don. <laughs> so they walked with us for 10 weeks, uh, mm-hmm. marriage counseling. They used a book called Ndor, which is a book they use for marriage. Ndor is a Swahili word for marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they walked us through just from a, a, a Kenyan perspective, uh, just for me to be able to understand, yes, my culture, but also for her to be able to understand who is she getting married to. So, <laughs> so important. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Uh, the interesting thing about Cynthia is she had lived in the States before. So now she practices in Kenya. So she has kind of both sides of the world together. But most of the concepts that we were learning in the Kenyan uh, marriage counseling are pretty much similar to to the 
Mm-hmm. Um, wow. American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. so important. And and one thing that I hear you both drawing out more to kind Amanda is a space of even in the essence of just marriage, how important it is to evaluate um, two people's cultures because no two people are the same, no matter where you come from, no matter your family background. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been so many experiences where we've had couple here and you know persons from the east side state west side state from another <laughs> from another country or not another like you're having these family cultural ethnic roots mm-hmm. that make a person different no matter who you are right mm-hmm. and i think that that space is important when you're attempting to draw out why do you behave that way mm-hmm. why is your personality that way why do you navigate finances and why do you eat that way why do you, like all those things are so important when you're drawing out, you know, the differences and how those make an impact, mm. sometimes an impasse mm. in marriage. You know? And I think also it's such a beauty. We yeah. were talking with Amanda and we were just imagining I grew up in Kenya. I, I was born in Kenya, grew up in, in, in Botswana, which mm-hmm. is like 8,000 miles from here. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> she grew, she yeah. grew up in, in, in Rochester mm-hmm. and who would have known <laughs> so beautifully that would be able to come here and meet here and then form a whole new uh, culture. That's actually one of the lessons we learned in the Kenyan uh, marriage counseling is we are coming from different cultures. Mm-hmm. But we're coming to form a new culture. Yeah, so good. Our own culture. Now we have a son. Um, we have to uh, teach him where we're coming from, both cultures, and we have to also showcase him how we're growing together as a yeah. family. So I think it's just beauty, and we keep pausing often with mm-hmm. Amanda, and we just appreciate just how God brings things together. Mm-hmm. So good. Wow. So these families coming together, but then <laughs> recognizing how your cultures are very different, appreciating the yeah. differences, but then forming your oh, own culture so before getting married, recognizing how important. Huge. And then it sounds like you got married and you have a little one already. Wow, Tell congrats. us what's little one's name and how old is he? He is eight months and his name is Mordecai Jr. So oh, there's two Mordecais. Hey. That's what's up. Nice. Really nice. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, something, and I had gotten to know you through women's ministry, Amanda, and I just, I was so impressed as somebody who's been married for a long time about how intentional you guys are in making these significant investments in your marriage before you got married. And then after you got married, and I know you guys made another important investment. And honestly, it's like the older learning from the younger. It it really is. I mean, I think back of how this would have impacted our marriage if we had made investments like these um, earlier. So uh, what was that other significant investment you guys made after getting married? Yeah, I remember that we were at a Christmas family gathering and somehow finances got brought up. And this is after we had been married. We didn't really have a direction of where to go with our finances. And my mom suggested Dave Ramsey. Mm. Uh, So we decided to sign up for Financial Peace. I remember typing in Google that night, Financial Peace, Ada Bible. And there was a course that was starting within the next month. So we were able to sign up and join that group uh, with other people who were hoping to improve their finances. So what did being involved look like? Like participating, you it's like an online thing, you meet in person, like what does it look like? We were able to meet in person as a group and each week we would watch a video, is that right? Yeah, yeah we'd watch a video and then... Uh, talk about it as a group and also have challenges and check in with each other, how things are going uh, with our uh, different 
challenges and areas that we wanted to grow. Nice. And you had a couple that also invested in you there. Um, David and Grace Mingry. David and Grace Mingry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. I mean, I just love the way couples are investing in couples. Here, yeah. yeah. And that you guys are, are benefiting from that so much. So what were some key things you learned and and then talk about the impact that those things have made. Yeah, we love Dave and Grace. Let me just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're incredible. Uh, <laughs> we've been able to actually go to their house after the class to hang out as a team. And sure. I think we have one coming up. And I think the community they're creating um, and checking up on us and making sure we uh, have goals and we're reaching up onto those goals is amazing. But going into that class, we had no plan, like she said. Uh, for our finances. But then one of the things we, um, the, the bigger vision that I got from that class personally is God wants us to be good stewards of our money, mm-hmm. good stewards of our finances. And the reason being is he also wants us to be able to give generously. He wants us to live a generous life. Mm-hmm. But then you cannot live a generous life if you're in debt, if you have all these things that are uh, just, they're cuffling you. So true. Um, and so how do you get out of debt? How do you, um, after getting out of debt, how do you steward that money that you're getting well, but also how do you give generously? So those are some of the lessons that we took from there. And the beginning is get rid of debt. Debt is okay. not good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Debt is snowball. Yeah. Yeah. Snowball. Like, debt is not your friend. Debt is okay. not your friend. Like yeah. a clear takeaway. Yeah. It, was, it was such a lesson that anytime we even have like a $20, $50 debt, we are like, no, we need to get it. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome. What yeah. else, Amanda? Something else was to budget fun money, yep. which is a fun concept to be able to have your own individual money set aside to spend it how you wish. So if Mordecai wants that Starbucks coffee, chai tea latte, extra hot, oh. he can go ahead and uh, buy it with it. his fun money. <laughs> nice. And then whatever I was interested in spending on that month, we have that budgeted already. That's awesome. You know, that first, I think before you got married, they talked about how important it was to merge your finances mm-hmm. and then learning how to manage them. So without a plan, right, you're not going to get there. You're not going to be able to probably be the generous people that you want to be. Yeah. And um, so I love the budget for fun thing too. You said there was one other thing that was really important that you took away from that class. What was that? Um, I think it's just having um, every week having a budget meeting. Was that that? Yeah. Every week? No, you did not share that it's weekly. (laughs) In the class they had said weekly, uh, but then they also invited people to just choose their own time. So it could be Mm -hmm. monthly. It could be bi-weekly. It could be weekly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the people who love making sure their T's are crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just being able to meet bi-weekly and talk about finances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To have a scheduled time where you do that. Yeah. 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 And where you know what you're going to talk about and nobody's on the defense. Does yeah. that, is that prevent? How does that prevent problems? <laughs> well, they said that usually one person is the Excel spreadsheet lover. So it's they're the one that is probably keeping track of the finances. I feel a like bit that's better. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the saver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The saver, yeah. <laughs> but I think having actually a time designated for that and mm-hmm. being intentional about it is important. So there's not as many things that come up randomly where you're thrown off. You're able to see where your money's going. That's yeah. Really yeah. Awesome. I truly appreciate just that part because I think what Dave kept on saying is how finance can be a huge uh, obstacle in health, in marriage um, and can bring a lot of problems. 
uh, but just being able to navigate it, I just it has just brought so much joy to us. Wow, I yeah. love it because you know, same way we've had guests on where we, we talk about, hey, this marriage prep start thing <laughs> super helpful. FPU, we had our friend Tom Skilling come yeah. and talk about how that can really uh, set your marriage up to be successful. So to now sit with a couple who's <laughs> realizing the benefits, super inspired. I bet a lot of our listeners don't have a regular meeting set to talk about money, and they just might start doing that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's just one of the things. Yeah. Um, that we could take away. Yeah, definitely. So as we were kind of drawing this podcast to a close, I just want to ask you both, like, what advice? Um, for couples who are thinking about getting married or those who are newly married like you all, what advice would you give them? What encouragement would you give them? I think something important for both of us is being willing to grow as individuals. And if we're not able to grow personally, then we're going to be more uh, upset when things come our way that are different than what we think is correct personally. And so I think growing individually, being part of uh, small groups where you're making an effort to learn with others mm. is super important. Yeah. <clears throat> and I would say we're still, we're very young in marriage and uh, we're still learning some of these things. We are all, <laughs> we are all still learning. Just okay. away. Some relief there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would say, I think one of the things we've tried to do is just plugging into a local church mm -hmm. um i'm very passionate about this i love church and she knows that that's what she's mm -hmm. and uh it's just because when i look back at my life i think church has played a huge role in who i am today and so as a couple plugging into a local church and serving mm -hmm. so she serves in women's ministry i serve uh in um children's ministry and lifeline now and we love talking about what we are experiencing, how we are growing, how both spaces are uh, stretching us. So I love that. And then the second thing is just inviting others to speak into a marriage. Just mm -hmm. having, uh, for example, we have Dave. I have gone mountain biking with Dave and he's asking me difficult questions. Okay. But I appreciate that because it helps me grow. It's just, you know, he's asking me, hey, have you taken care of the money you said you're going to take care of? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. How is your wife? Mm -hmm. uh, are you spending time with her? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, I do have my school president who occasionally will ask me how my son is doing, how my marriage is doing. Just having people and inviting people to speak into the marriage is very important. But lastly, which I always say, might sound very churchy, but I think... <laughs> <a little> churchy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's great. Yeah. I think having Christ the center of your marriage, mm. I think it's a big, big thing. Um, I think we might have all these ways and plans and all those things, but if Christ is not the center, yeah. then you're both not submitting to the same authority. But if you're submitting to the same authority then no matter what you face, because there will always be things that you face, mm -hmm. then you at least um, know who to cast all those burdens to. So having Christ center to your marriage, whether you're about to get into a marriage right now, I think that's a conversation to have. Who's our authority? Whether mm -hmm. you're in marriage now, you just got in and you just got married, I think that's a conversation to have. And if yeah. you've been in marriage for long <laughs> and you've lost that love, <laughs> I think mm -hmm. it's very important to recommit back to that. But sure. I think that's the most important. Mm -hmm. So good, Mordecai. 
Yeah, so and I think you had shared too, you went through a short stretch where, you know, you maybe weren't prioritizing church as much. How'd that go for you? Yeah. Oh, it didn't go well. I was raised in an African <laughs> home where mom and dad take you to church. <laughs> Often. Often. <laughs> yeah. And as a pastor's kid, I used to sit right in front with them. <laughs> and so when I moved off home and I was away from a different country and I was alone, I thought, well, this is time for freedom. And I mm-hmm. remember being invited to go to a party. And as soon as I got there, my stomach started grumbling. I was shaking Mm -hmm. and I just returned to my car and I was heading home and I realized this is not who I am. And I thought my parents, I think they did something to me. (laughs) I started thinking about my mom. (laughs) Maybe she's somewhere Mm -hmm. praying for me (laughs) and uh, speaking life over me. So I think that's very important. Just being, um, and being raised in church, being, that having that foundation, mm-hmm. which we are trying now with our son, making mm-hmm. sure that he's plugged in into the children's ministry here mm-hmm. since he was two months. <laughs> he's been going to DV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're praying that we hope that mm-hmm. God guides him and that's where he's grounded. Yeah. Yeah. You can see in Mordecai just a passion for not going it alone. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. even when you just had that slight thought of just kind of doing that, it was like, eh, there's just no life there. Yeah. How about Amanda? What has just being plugged into local church meant for you in, in this stretch is, you know, approaching marriage, getting married, being a young mom? I think it's been very important to be filled up each week through hearing the sermons and being challenged that way and taking it back to the entire week and inspiring me to keep reading the Bible and, and having that routine. Uh, each day. Love That's it. awesome. Yeah. So one last question. You've talked so much about just the opportunity of FPU and getting a chance to know each other through the Simbis and even just being carefully invested in each other. And, and let's just, I'd love to, we'd love to ask couples this question, but what is something, and we'll have you go first, Mordecai, uh, what's something that you <laughs> especially appreciate about your spouse? You know, I come from a country where ladies go first. Uh, <laughs> I know, but I, 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 I want to hear you go. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, 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 apart from her beauty, I appreciate that um, she loves well. Mm. She loves uh, people well, and she loves God well. She loves people well in this sense. We live in a college setting and <clears throat> we have a lot of international students who come to our house from all walks of life mm-hmm. and they love her. They, wow. She loves them well. They have friends. She goes to coffee with some of them. And for me, just observing that is just the most beautiful thing I love, but also just her love for God. Often I'll get home and she's with her Bible, she's sitting there, she's writing a bunch of notes. She's a journaler. Yeah, <laughs> journaler. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that just, just, just makes me excited about our future and also just um, mm-hmm. how we're going. So those two things, she loves mm-hmm. well. Awesome. Amanda? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mordecai is a people person, <laughs> and I do love that about him. He's able to connect with so many different types of people, love people well. If you sit down with Mordecai, he will challenge you to be the best version of yourself to try new things. And he really invests in people and helps them grow. And I appreciate that. He also is a really good dancer and I love to dance too. So we have fun dancing together. Uh, We do. We do. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking this time to meet with us. I just think what an incredible podcast. I feel like we've learned so much and listeners, if you feel the same way, we would love to know how you've been impacted by what you've heard There's several ways to reach out and let us know, whether it be commenting or leaving a review. 
on your podcasting platform. Don't forget, you can also email us at care at adabobble.org. And I want to make a special request. If you know a couple that is not yet married, but they're thinking in that direction, would you right now send them to just share the episode, shoot them a text, invite them to give it a listen, and perhaps there'll be something there um, where God might inspire them. So uh, from Samuel and myself, uh, thanks for giving this a listen, and uh, we will catch you on the next episode. This has been Together. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform, leave a comment, and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.